Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. It's Meet the Manager time. This is our regular catch up with the best advice from some of the community's top FPL managers of all time. Yes, we will focus on those with incredible rank history, but we're also adding to that those with an interesting story to tell and how FPL is impacting on their lives. And also, you know, a little bit about their perspective of the game, especially those that have been playing for a long time. Um, we'll also be focusing on managers who offer a unique insight and research into the game. Uh, today I'm joined by uh, Shiva Atri. Have I pronounced your name correctly, Shiva? That's perfect. Excellent. Good stuff. Good start. You have shown a remarkable consistency over your 14-year FPL career, and in particular the last five years, and I'm very keen on that because the game has got rather big over that time as well, so you're clearly doing something right. Um, you've also got experience of seeing how the game has grown in India as well as in your new home in the US in recent years. Um, so I think we've got a bit to chat about there. Um, so we'll find out a bit about your career history, tips for success, and a little snapshot of your Game Week 2 side. And to timestamp this, we're in the 21-22 season. So Shiva, I've pronounced your name correctly. Um, it's a good start. I'm going to pronounce all the footballers' names wrong, but we'll sketch over that. How, yeah, are, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you've uh, joined us. Because uh, as I said, you've got this unique perspective, I suppose, from looking at the growth of the game, but from different territories as well. And we have seen, in particular, you know, we've got some quite well-known managers from India now. And I guess when you when you started um, in FPL, there there really wasn't that. So when Take us a bit about. I mean, I'll put your career history up in a minute. But you know, when did you start playing FPL, and and why were you at school or work or you know, what was your start? So so um, it was uh, from my college days. So I think in uh, two thousand six, that is, that was my first season, and um, that's the time when I found the game. Obviously, I had been watching uh, Premier League. Um, uh, even before that, but I just found this game, and I have always been a fantasy games freak, if you call that. And I, I have been playing like fantasy cricket for quite uh, quite a long time as well. So when I found this game, I, I really uh, like the idea of it. And the thing is, in India back then, uh, nobody watched that much of a football, uh, and so fantasy game was, you know, so. In, in other words, it was hard to explain people, okay, what kind of game you are playing. So, they okay, so you are playing a game based on a game where 
players do what they have to do mm. and then what you do you just pick them and <laughs> so it so, was like hard for them to uh, understand but but yeah i mean uh, i got into it, uh, it uh, pretty quickly in my first season itself and and initially for a few years it was more of a, you know uh, uh, competing with uh, leagues with my friends college mates and you know a uh, little bit uh, about mm-hmm. banter and stuff but then obviously you know now now it has gone little bit serious like season history and all yeah <laughs> uh, so the that time so coming back to the question that time in india i don't think there were any uh, even fantasy football websites or forums no. and nowadays like it has grown to extend that we have quite a, a mm-hmm. few content creators and good content creators from india mm. and uh, it has really uh, gone up a notch and not just the quantity also the quality so um, i don't know whether you know but uh, all about fpl surya is a good friend of mine so he was um, mm-hmm. invited to a john dyke show mm. uh, just i think this week and it is like you can consider that as a asian version of uh, match of the day oh right uh, yeah and that they they are actually taking a note of content creators from india nowadays and when i look back uh, in the days when i started playing uh, it was like maybe it was just growing at that time mm. and then recently when people started following more premier league i think premier league in india also they they deserve credit for that maybe they got more active into the social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that so people got more into the premier league and more more into the game and and then obviously you know, the content creators are helping helping it grow so it it really feels nice but uh so i, I remember in my uh, first few seasons playing uh, when i was in india uh, in a week where i had a wild card to mm. play so some of my friends who didn't know about fantasy football that time they were like okay, let's get, go for a movie on a friday night and i was like can we go tomorrow said, well, what's the problem today uh, i have to set up a team for my wild card and they were like <laughs> i mean i i ended up uh, not telling them what that game is about and it just i ended up going to the movie it was <laughs> easier that way but but it was kind of like it was difficult to explain okay this game that you are playing it can be played in so serious way yeah <laughs> that, that we have been playing but now everybody does that so now now when i go back to india for a vacation um so i still have a group of friends and now now they are, now we talk in terms of fan- fantasy yeah. football like, okay so what about this player what about that player and like few years back it, it was it was nothing but it's it's really great to see And what about in America as well? So how how long have you been living in America and and have you seen a, a sort of similar explosion of interest in the game? You know, suddenly people understand what you're talking about, about your wild card, or maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I moved uh, here uh, to the Texas in 2012. Uh, and obviously, again, back then, fantasy football was not that much of a thing. And again, it comes back to the content creators, like oh. Always Cheating, FML, FPL, those are like uh, uh, some of the great content creators who definitely have helped grow this uh, game mm. into the us but it was a similar thing when i when i uh, came to the us so i think um, plenty of uh, people in here uh, used to play of fantasy football but that football is american football yeah uh, so and and so in in this language they were not that much playing fantasy soccer <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah but not nowadays 
that has also grown so when i came here i'm obviously a, a man united fan as you might mm. be uh, saying <laughs> yeah um but uh so we had a cafe here in dallas like 50 miles uh, from here and uh back in 2012 there were like five to six people we used to go out to that cafe uh, every morning watch the games and now like every every game be it in the morning yeah. or afternoon it's full um, almost 150 to 200 people are on wow. there we have a, a fantasy league of all the people who go to that cafe so really in last few years not only uh, the viewers of a premier league has grown uh, in the us what i have seen and definitely that comes with the fantasy football content because whenever you go to watch a match even if few people are playing you end up discussing a lot about fantasy mm-hmm. football and and then yeah everybody everybody's into that so was that i mean things like i guess with fantasy football scout for example the sort of uh, news and stuff there's that you, over the years you've gradually been using that 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 side of site and looking at the stats and things like that yeah yeah i, I mean uh, quite a lot i'm not that kind of a uh, uh much of a stat kind of a guy okay. more of i i test i do uh, look at the stats but stats are not my first first go to okay. go to the point uh and moreover when i started playing this there were no stats right i mean there was no not much content no. so i i usually tend to uh, you know Uh, pick my players based on the eye test first okay. but now in the le- recent years what i have been doing like uh, after my eye test if i say a uh, uh, shortlist a uh, couple of players then i definitely take a look at all stats of them and as long as you know there are not too many stats which are uh, making me going away from them mm-hmm. i still um, uh, go go with them but but definitely stats are something okay. that Would, would, uh, just just going going back on that us and india factor that you were talking about one thing i wanted to mention so for me one of the differences and and uh what i've seen is it's not in terms of actually the game is played but uh in india because of the time zones usually the premier league games are uh, saturday sunday say about mid afternoon to go till midnight so that's usually a time where you know <laughs> you have to take your wife to the dinner you have to meet uh, relatives okay. you have to be with your family yeah. you know friends and it, it was hard you know to justify okay that was the only time which you could give to family and okay even you play fantasy football obviously it comes with watching mm-hmm. a lot of games and i know that there are some people who manage to you know not watch games or just catch up on highlights and play fpl but i cannot do that yeah. honestly no. but here in the us mm-hmm. that is something that that uh, i liked and it is really um, helping uh, following this hobby of mine if you if you call mm-hmm. it that in a better way because the games here uh, start around six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and usually finish up uh, in about little bit after afternoon about afternoon and uh, uh, by that time maybe you know Uh, mm. you have like more than half a day to go so you can you can have the morning to yourself so you can watch then, before work you can just watch a football match and then yeah yeah usually it's it's, it's in the weekend so uh, yeah. i don't work on weekend so that oh, that's right. not a yeah. problem for me but yeah i mean that, that's a good thing to have you still have a, a most of the afternoon mm. and okay. evening to you know spend with your family and friends so you you people can't say okay <laughs> you're take playing this game you know mm. and not doing anything else because everything happens in the first half yeah. of the Well, let's let's have a look at your career history because there's a few things I wanted to pull out with. I mean, one, 
is that you've been playing a long time, so since 2007. Um, you, you started, you know, with, with two ranks around the 60,000 mark. So you started obviously clearly liking the game and, and adapting to it well, first and second season. I, I mean, across the years, there's only really been two two bad seasons, one one outside um, the two, top 200,000 and one, you know, edging towards the top 400,000. But but the rest of them are really quite high up. Um, and, and, and in particular, in recent years, and I found that particularly intriguing, um, because we've been living, we live in a world with with more content, more opportunity to watch games, more opinions, more social media, um, and a lot of people have have struggled with that because it's a case of sort of filtering that out. So, looking at your career history, 2014, 15, you know, top two thousands, um, top three thousand, 2016, 17, um, you've had five top twenty five k finishes in the last five years, and that includes. Um, a top 10,000 in 2018 and just outside of there really in nine, last year and the year before that as well. So, um, yeah, I just want to ask you a bit about, you know, the, the, the growth in content, the growth in social media and opinions where some people in recent years have, have, have struggled with that. But you seem to have taken taken that, you know, done done well at that or or you just ignore it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How do you how do you cope with it all? So, so uh, uh, you said about last five years. So I think I I got into the FPL community on a Twitter only two years back. So uh-huh. uh, uh, obviously I was on uh, fantasy football scout uh, members area a lot, and I've been uh, uh, on some other forums as well. But yeah, this FPL Twitter, which is you know, mm. that's something that really you know. Um, overwhelms you with a lot of uh, data information and yeah. but I mean it's not always the noise right I mean because just this week what we have seen game week one Twitter template if you call it that rocked right yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it, it's not always um, the noise but one mm. of the things that I have always uh, done is whatever I want to do for the next game week Usually, I have a couple of ideas in my mind by end of Sunday, the previous game week. And I usually do that based on uh, watching all the games and maybe look at, looking at some stats and looking at the um, state of my team. Uh, so, when I make that decision, I just, uh, you know, uh, hold that decision for a few days till about okay. Friday when actually I'm implementing it. And then when I'm about to implement it, but in the meantime i have had so much content through mm. the twitter or any other forums throughout the week I, i'm seeing if my mind has changed on that player mm. or if i'm if my mind has you know um, mm. any other player in, in my mind ha, has has come up so i compare those two thoughts and see okay let's say on a friday i wanted to go for a completely different player yeah. from what i had uh, thought on sunday i i think uh, i think that what is the reason that that change of thought has happened for so if, if there is a valid reason for that so maybe there is some injury news there is maybe some quote for managers that makes maybe particular player better uh, so it, it can be a thing where you are rightly changing your mind and making a different transfer but yeah. i definitely take into consideration because i have observed so many times like I was set on some player on Sunday and something happened and in Friday I ended up bringing in some other player and on yeah. Sunday I was like I was sure on bringing this player a week back. Why didn't I go ahead with that? Mm. And 
and maybe that is the reason but but at least for last season couple of seasons i have been doing this whatever i want to go with i actually write it down yeah that's <laughs> so good. okay it's i mean we our last meet the manager video featured uh, ross downset who's written a book the mind game yeah. about the the psychology behind what you've just been describing and I, I i think if i understand his book correctly you're talking about an anchor bias you're anchoring an opinion and, and it's good to have that at the beginning of the week, but then you've got that flexibility within that. So the problem with FPL managers would be to have that anchor bias and then just say, well, that's it, no matter what happens. Um, but you you are aware of that, write it down, remember it, and then you look at the team developments and all the, you know, the usual things that would influence a decision um, and, uh, and, see if, and see if anyone's opinions change your mind or, and, then, and then go with that. So that would be a lesson to those listening and watching, really, is is the importance of actually having an anchor bias, perhaps. Do you think that's right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it goes both ways, right? I mean, mm. sometimes, let's say if, if I uh, plan on bringing any uh, other, uh, say, particular player, and then I see some content throughout the week, uh, which tells me why it is not right to bring that player, yeah. right? So so that, that can also come into picture. So may, maybe you are just thinking in one... Uh, straightforward way and maybe you need to consider some other factors as well so so yeah definitely that basically we we have to keep questioning our uh, thoughts as well okay. okay it's not just like okay i watched this game this player looked really good let's get him in okay it's a lot more than that okay well let's have a look at some of your, your strategies as well um and consider them so I'll, I'll sort of i've written down some bullet points here so we'll just find out a little bit about where you are and hopefully i give some advice to those listening and watching so i've written down hits <laughs> are you do you tend to take many hits how many hits do you tend to take a season uh honestly i i have not counted but but oh. uh, let me tell you this uh i, I really don't think we sh- i know that these are called as hits but Fantasy Premier League doesn't call it as hits. When you say hits, it necessarily means a, a bad thing, right? Like mm, you are taking yeah. a point hit. But it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, obviously, mm, I'm not saying, okay, you should take hits left and right. But uh, if it's worth it, you should mm-hmm. definitely go for it. So so uh, I, I uh, think it can be taken as... Uh, if hits were given to us as chips, mm. just that you could use it for all 38 game weeks and those are optional. Mm. Okay. I bet people would look at hits, you know, in a lot more more positive way. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all up for hits as long as you are, what, you, what you are doing, uh, you have done thorough research on it and you know what you are doing. So, for example, why people usually tend to think uh, hits are bad is because hits usually involve two transfers, right? Mm-hmm. So one player is uh, someone actually in your team who has got injured or, you know, is suspended and you want to get rid of him and or you want to get some player which you have your eyes on. While doing it, because the budget doesn't fall into place, you end up taking some other player just to, in your words, cash yeah. cow, using yeah. it as a cash cow. So, so what happens is, we usually tend to think, okay, this player costs 11 million. If I could use 2 millions out of it, I could get this player and it's worth four points. But you don't uh, think enough that the player you are taking out, you are not taking it out because he's a bad choice. Mm. You are taking out because you want to use the cash from him okay. and give it to somebody so else. That's so that's the problem with the hit. It's not the points you're taking. It's the fact that that decision exactly. involves perhaps a player that's 
you could keep and it could end up being a, a good player to keep. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, if, if there are two players, let's say there are two players who are both injured and you don't have a good playing 11 and if you take hits, more often than not, you're going to be, uh, you know, on the positive side of uh, points gained at the end, uh, end of the game week. So, it, it just matter of if, if your uh, team... Uh, needs such kind of decisions and you think those decisions are worth more than four points over the period of time. Obviously, I, I don't endorse taking hit just for one week, you know, unless it's a double game week or something, but uh, you at least need to uh, have a player who you are taking for hit. He has to look good for the next couple of weeks okay. at least. Okay, next in my list is captaincy. Um, are you basically a Salah um, Fernandez kind of guy? Or, or in your case, Fernandez, because of Manchester United. Um, but or, or do you start? Uh, do you start? Usually go for the uh, Aguero and Mares and Son. Or how? Explain your captaincy. So, so uh, I mean, in, in captaincy, I, I've always uh, uh, been a person who likes to go for a choice uh, where who has like you know more than one way to. Mm score points you know set pieces on penalties so that yeah. is definitely something i like and most of the time that that's what i, I go with but but having said that uh, when i have looked back to uh, some of my uh, past seasons or past game weeks i have realized like i tend to miss out the captain halls on players like mané uh, oh. or um, dcl or you know the players who are sterling who are you know high upside but they have only one way of getting points so it, it doesn't necessarily is a is a bad thing to look at multiple ways of getting points but there are a lot more other factors as well so okay. so but but usually whenever i have i've gone with them like i really like my player to be on penalties if i'm going with captain because there can be a scenario like just aston villa right yeah <laughs> they, they were awful for 90 plus six minutes or so <laughs> and danny ings out of nothing just yeah. <laughs> scored a penalty yeah. plus a bonus point and and there you go you're seven pointer so yeah yeah so but but also i, I would like to mention a point here that uh it is frowned upon in the fpl community that you should not captain a defender and and i, and I get that like it only takes a one mistake uh, yeah. you know to consider goal but I don't necessarily think that, and this season, if if I get an opportunity where I'm getting a, uh, I'm thinking that okay, maybe Trent or Shaw have have a, a easier fixture and their defense is looking good, I, I won't mind taking a little punt on captaincy on a defender because usually, if you see, a lot of teams now play with attacking defenders mm -hmm. like Liver Trent or Robertson when he's fit, they uh, always uh, run into the box. Well, I guess uh, the, old, those... the the old days. Uh, yeah. Leighton Baines would have been. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was one of my favorite players. I I still mm. remember when he was priced like seven point five million. Mm. Can you believe it? Just similar to Trent, and I still yeah. had him in my team because he mm. was on penalties, he mm. was on free kicks, and Everton were doing pretty okay at that time. And yeah, so I mean, defenders. Obviously, it's not like left and right. If you have a good captain choice, you don't, you, you don't go with the defenders. But that is something definitely. Uh, I think it is uh, frowned upon a little bit more and. Maybe defenders have a little bit more in it for captains. When I look at your recent uh, season finishes, um, it, when I, for my next question, it says attitude to risk. That says, I, my assumption is that, that you, you're not a big risk taker. You play the safe game um, because there's remarkable consistency there in the high finishes. But 
Am, am I right there? What is your attitude to risk? Yeah, so uh, obviously, uh, I mean, uh, as you said, more, more predominantly, I'm a cautious manager yeah. and um, I like to take risk uh, and up find opportunities but those have to be you know um educated guesses not the wild guesses right yeah. like so uh, so uh, i don't know whether if you uh follow cricket uh or watch it but uh, when you get a bouncer or yorker you're not supposed to try and hit that out of the park right yeah. i mean you will more often than not get out you have you have to defend those stay not mm. out and so that when you get the easy delivery you can hit it out of the park so similarly if you just try to uh, you know take a risk in uh, some game weeks so or for mm. example in game first game week salah and fernandez were you know quite mm. obvious captains because they had good fixtures you know and form and their team so to use the cricket analogy, they're the easy ball <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah. easy ball in the sense of uh there is not much to think about. So mm. those were not the weeks to take risk. Yeah. So uh, if, if we will come to that, if you bring up my, when you bring up my game week two yes. team. So let's say for a Man City captaincy, Man City could have easily uh, won at uh, Spurs, uh, you know, and maybe any of their midfielders might have done well, but that was not a game week to take a risk right. and captain any Man City players because Salah and Fernandez were options which made a lot of sense mm. so you should avoid take uh, taking risk in such scenarios where uh, you know a lot of um, you say obvious choices or a lot mm. of sensible choices are around but there will definitely be some weeks where there is a uh, you know chance for taking a risk and do well and you should definitely go for that or mm. in other words like you can instead of a risk you can call it as opportunistic let's yeah. say uh, you see some player okay that particular player has is changing a position he's playing out of position and manager maybe in presser said something good about that player that makes you think that he's going to uh, do well so definitely you can you can uh, take the risk and you should take the risk because I, th I think that's the best part of playing FPL. There is no mm. better feeling than taking s slight risk on a player which nobody else is taking and that player doing well. Yeah. There's no better feeling in FPL. Um, so yeah, next question. You, I'll put it in the notes so you can see it coming. Um, so 2013 and 2009 were, were your only bad <laughs> seasons. And I say that, you know, so, you know, still within the top half million. So it depends on your, your attitude to, to bad. But for your standards, they, they, were, they were poor seasons. So... What? Why were what? What happened in those seasons? Was that down to luck, or particular things going on, or, or did you change your strategy? Did you become more risky? So I mean, honestly, it's almost like a decade back, right? So <laughs> I, I I don't remember exact each game week, but but I can definitely tell you this. Um, one thing that way back then, uh, overall rank history was not a thing. So once you are done with your mini league, so we we used to play. Uh, last man standing league yeah uh, that time and usually used to uh, you know finish uh, maybe at half a season or just a little bit more on that because we used to eliminate the teams and so then there is nothing left to play uh, yeah. for the last part of the yeah. season so you just take wild punts you know and, and that time I think Ben Crelin only came around 2015 or 2016 before mm -hmm. that he was not there. So all the uh, second uh, part of the season where all the double game week and stuff, mm -hmm. if you are not up for it, if you don't have your attention yeah. in that, then you you are uh, likely to uh, have a bad, bad ending. But, but to answer your question, uh, I have 
so even for in 14 seasons i have never had a good start mm. and uh, for one of those season definitely i i remember that uh, because i did not have a good start at the start of the season itself i tried to make up that ground and ended up falling even you know um, behind and that was the thing that that i learned from i think on my last uh, bad finish i think 235k or something that's what i learned like even if after five game weeks if you are like 3 4 5 million that is not essentially the time to take even more risk yeah uh, even if you feel okay maybe if, if i don't take risk now my end of the game target could mm-hmm. reduce to maybe top 10k or top 50k but if you take more risk in that time you will be in a situation that there there is nothing to recover to go back to you know top 100k yeah. or top 50k so i mean I'm, i mean i must admit when i've uh, my ranking's been really bad during the season the taking more risks has never really worked out and the just playing it safe in fact doing nothing just leaving it <laughs> Yeah. just um especially when there's a good run with a with a with a captain you can go for the few weeks and just uh, leaving it really does help so that is quite good advice i think um kind of not not making a bad situation worse um okay i mean obvi- obviously it goes both ways so hmm. like um, maybe some of the aggressive managers would think okay that is the time when you know you take a couple of risks and if they hit you are right back into the top hmm. million and yeah. you can uh, you know uh, aim, aim higher but I mean it really depends on your your personality okay. because now now the game has grown so much like if you had a really bad rank it's really hard to be on the <laughs> uh Twitter or any other forums you just need to switch it switch off so yeah. it, it depends how what kind of a person you are Well let let's have a look at your game week 2 side um to find out a bit more about some of those strategies in action now the team that you sent me I I haven't put I just warn you I haven't put the captaincy flag on because Um I I wonder if because it was a few days ago you sent to me you might have changed your mind but I'll I'll tell people who you put the captaincy on um yeah. because they might be surprised. Um so yeah we've got your your team up on screen um and uh, just for the bet quickly for those listening on the podcast version you've got a 352 with Sanchez, Alexander-Arnold, Shaw, uh, Simakas who I've given the wrong shirt color to so apologies there to Simakas um he definitely does play for Liverpool um Salah Fernandez uh Mares Rafinha Barnes um and Tony and Antonio the double Tonys up top um and you had the captaincy on Mares so um I'll, I'll start with that did are you, are you still minded to captain Mares or is Salah and Fernandez would you yeah so so uh, that uh, was my best team if you call it that uh, i think uh, always cheating brandon's phase yes uh, it was my best team and it was essentially set when the game updated on on friday and uh, the reason behind that was uh, i thought like man city would look good against spurs and uh, maybe mm. uh, get a narrow win and then if mares i'm confident on that okay mares has played well and he'll definitely start against norwich he might be a great shout mm. just because like norwich would consider many goal probably but now definitely that is something that i'm not uh, going to go with because one yeah. nobody know whether he'll start now he was hauled off i think 70 minutes or mm. so and and he missed really a great chance and we have seen pep in the past <laughs> sterling missed yeah. a couple of chances somebody missed a couple of good chances and where you're they're going back to the bench so i'm definitely not captaining him uh it will be definitely one of the uh, sala and and fernandez but but that was my reasoning behind when so whenever i set my bus team for the next week mm. i just look at the things what are on my mind that 
right now and i just select on the captaincy that is also one of the thing when i um, change my captaincy or confirm my captaincy on friday or saturday before deadline i take a look at okay what was the captain i put on on in my bus team and i knew the reasons behind that and also can check uh, compare okay whether i'm changing it for the right reason so this week yes I, when i look that yeah. back definitely i'm not so, going to stick with my rights. and and to pin that down even further who would you be minded to captain salah at home to burnley where a team where he hasn't traditionally done well but it is yeah. a home game it is salah it is against a, a bottom half team you would imagine or fernandez um your team um who are playing away to Southampton. And he has done particularly well against Southampton in recent years, but it is away. So yeah. where, where are you minded to captain at the moment? Who, who are you? So, so, so that was one of the reasons, right? Like um, uh, United are playing away. Uh, I was not sure how mm. good, how sharp we would look. So uh, Fernandez was also not that much. I was sure on game week two and Salah again against Burnley. I was I was thinking that Burnley would go back to their you know low black mm. block team defending all the time, but we didn't see that. So so that was one of the reason why I had put my uh, one of the reason why I put my game week two captaincy on Maris. But now looking back, I am uh, right now sixty percent on Salah for the captaincy, okay. and and that that is because we could clearly see the effect of home crowd right mm. and game week one. Uh, Obviously, some of, uh, Norway, it didn't work out for Norwich, but definitely Brentford, mm-hmm. Watford, we definitely saw Spurs. I mean, the crowd was fantastic. And definitely, I could see Southampton, first game, they could they will be up for it. And it may not be as high scoring as, uh, you know, the Leeds game. And Salah is at home and Anfield crowd will be back after, you know, almost mm-hmm. a year to the full strength. And I, I definitely think uh, that uh, Salah, Salah will will do well and and more moreover burnley i didn't see much of evidence against brighton that burnley are back to their you know defense deep and defense first team um and again like your team had had pretty good second half mm. and i think a lot of chances so uh, i think uh, liverpool are going to score at least a couple of goals against yeah burnley. Um, for those who don't know my team's brighton by the way um, and who rarely delivered on their expected goal stats by actually scoring. <laughs> yeah, was... I, I mean, do, do you think that this season it's like all uh, coming in at round full circle like last yeah. season, <laughs> Brighton just, uh, you know, failed to score at every opportunity well, I, this time, okay? I mean, I guess, I mean, I do look at some a lot of stats and one of the things I noticed that if, 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 if a team or a player consistently underperforms their expected stats and it goes on for a long time and it just keeps doing and they go they don't dip at all <laughs> then at some point it's going to break and um so the real test is going to be them not losing one nil to crystal palace with one shot from crystal palace <laughs> and 20 from brighton that's going to be the test but looking back at your team here you've got a 352 is 352 your normal um sort of strategy formation so i i like 352 formation um Especially because uh, in in the game, a lot of teams uh, have midfielders who actually play forwards for their team, like mm. Son, Salah, Mane. They are like essentially the forwards for yeah. for their team. So even if you are playing five at the midfield, at least uh, two or three of them are forwards. So and plus you get one extra point for them. Mm. Uh, so five in the midfield has been my preferred formation. 
I mean, honestly, till this season, I'm still on it. But this season, I may not stick with it for long. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons for that is we don't have a 4.5 million starting forward this yeah. season yet. I mean, maybe there will uh, be someone who will be emerging after the transfer market mm-hmm. is uh, done. But right now, there is not. And I think with this uh, positive COVID test out of nowhere, uh, um, these kind of things coming, you know, a little bit of surprise. I think we should keep two players on the bench who who are, you know, who at this play 90 minutes or start well, the game. Well, you've and- got on, on your bench, you've got Sanchez's deputy. So say Sanchez gets um, COVID or has to isolate, um, Steer will come in. You've got Luke Ayling, who actually scored in game week one, um, pr- delivering on his expected goal stats from last season, actually yeah. scoring. He's a good example of that. He's the... He's a Brighton in a in the form of a of a tall man with so, long hair. So 30, 38 game weeks, no single mm. goal, no assist. Mm. People like had him all season mm. and waiting for that. And this first season, bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, same thing. A lot of things. Brighton, Elling. Then last season, if you see a lot of uh, unorthodox picks working out, like Sochek, Lingard. Mm. So I mean, those are not usually very popular. Uh, you know, F- FPL. Mm picks or even the likes of Stone and Gundogan and this season it looks back to normal like Fernandez Salah okay double digit to, to uh, go off so it little bit coming back to the point you asked me about last five seasons we have seen a different seasons in last five seasons and maybe like that is one of the reasons why um, like most of the uh, you know high profile managers uh, did did not do well for in at least one of those seasons is is because this each season is uh, throwing at us a different game altogether, and we have to uh, adjust to that. And I definitely think in first few weeks we get the essence of how this season is going to work out. So reading uh, season in your first few game weeks is is really key. Do you think? Um, because we've got uh, Romelu Lukaku about to start um, against Arsenal for Chelsea. Um, and his, Chelsea's fixtures become really good, sort of game week seven-ish onwards uh, for a number of weeks. And you've also got, obviously, Salah and Fernandes performing to a high note. Kane could go to Manchester City, but even if he doesn't, Manchester City have De Bruyne. Um, and then meanwhile, Spurs have Son. These are all expensive players. And you've, you've, I mean, you've gone as cheap as you can probably get on your bench whilst having it effectively playing. You've got Obafemi and you've got Livramento. So Livermento could could get could could be a regular starter. Obafemi won't, but but nevertheless, I mean, you've gone as cheap as you can. How how what strategy do you think is the best to get all of those players in, or is the best strategy not to get all of those players in and and to cherry pick the best one best expensive players you can? So so uh, when I planned for uh, first game week. Uh, team for my first game week I had thought of uh, saving my free transfer for game week 2 and uh, do the 2 transfer in game week 3 or maybe a mini wild card if you know there are a lot of players emerging which I want and there is there are some problems with my team so and I think I'm still uh, good on that but I'm going to save free transfer this week and then if Mares uh, doesn't look like that he's going to start next game or he he's not playing well uh, then I'm going to use uh, him to maybe upgrade to Son and maybe make any other transfer with mm-hmm. Harvey Barnes or 
maybe so one of the thing i'm uh, thinking about is maybe even downgrading tony to even further down to maybe dennis of watford okay. he, he look pre- pretty good and yeah. so that can generate the cash to go uh, maybe son uh, in the midfield but as you said for the forwards as of now it looks like if i have to get um, lukaku or kane mm-hmm. with this structure then i have to sacrifice maybe one of uh, fernandes and sala but it doesn't look like that and and i have uh, tried to do that anyone who will try to get kane and lukaku fitting into their team with fernandes and sala the rest of the team will struggle quite a lot i don't even know if it's possible yeah I mean, it yeah so, so 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 i mean I think this is the season of premium so I don't really think we should think about players that we are missing out but if we definitely think for next 4 weeks mm. as a premium player uh, Salah uh, Lukaku is going to outscore Salah then definitely you can make that switch but as long as those two are playing uh, at least for next couple of weeks I'm going to just wait and watch what happens with Kane and Lukaku well I mean for, I mean a good solution is the wild card because that Um, for some people, a wild card is is a sort of sign of failure, as in I haven't got it right. I'm going to correct something. But for some other people, it, it can be the particular time. It can be a show of strength uh, to yeah. say, "Well, I'm going to target these fixtures," or it's evident I need to get Lukaku in, um, and I need to, a restructure to work out how to do that. Um, what's your attitude to, to wild cards? And I guess chips in general. Do you usually wild card early or or late? So I I usually wild card early, but that is because uh, usually i have to uh, and when i say i have to it's not just because my team is in bad shape but there are so many good players uh, you know those emerge up and it's mm. it's not uh, worth you know taking so many hits but but i i never plan for a wild card so even this season i i see a lot of people saying that okay my wild card is nailed in game week 7 mm. there is a change of fixture swing or even game week 4 i think couple of teams are are yeah. seeing good fixture swing so i mean i mean i get that and but but for me i have always thought of delaying wild card as uh, as much as possible mm. although i have not been able to do that that much but i always plan for that so so uh, game week 7 definitely is seeing some fixture swings but i don't know my game week six team right now right i'm mm-hmm. maybe 80% of the players i might already have in game week six which i would want in game week seven so then there is no point in yeah. hitting a wild card just for a couple of players so so uh yeah to answer your question i i plan it to use as late as possible okay. but <laughs> eventually eventually yeah. there is a game week where you see a lot of opportunities or a lot of problems and you see yeah, there it is Um you mentioned when we we're looking back on your career history where you did, didn't know um or well, it wasn't the double game weeks and that sort of level of planning around chips wasn't a thing back back then and we didn't have that array of chips um when when you or I started. Um but what what do you think what is your general attitude to that? Do you, I mean for example I I personally like to combine some of chips like say for a bench boost and a wild card sort of wild card but with a bench boost in mind i find that for me that tends to work out some people have great success using it in a single game week and some people um are, you know just you know prefer for other options but what's your general attitude to chips you i mean you always use them around double game weeks and if so do you have a particular strategies yeah so i mean bench boost always has followed uh, yeah. the wild card for me at least last uh, so yeah. many 
three four years at least I, I don't remember using my chips in a single game again and obviously that that is it depends on odds right obviously mm-hmm. you get two two uh, shots at that and if you know for what particular player is good for 180 minutes then obviously there is uh, it makes more sense for yeah. to captain him or triple captain him in double game week instead of a single game week and i know like uh, people use it in a single game week and it, it's uh, quite successful for mm-hmm. some of them but for me it just if it fails in a double game week I wouldn't regret it, but if it fails in a single game week, I, w- I would definitely mm-hmm. regret it. So okay. I-, I always use it in the double game weeks. But uh, having said that, it-, it has come to a point where uh, now everybody is using it in a second yeah. half of the season and double. So I mean, I really would uh, would wish like if one of those changes I would like FPL to make. Like imagine we have to use one of our chips in the first half of the season. Yes. I know. I've always, I've always will... advocated that first half season chips complete. And then second half season yeah. chips. Yeah, and not the triple captain because what if if they give us a choice of one chip, everybody will use triple captain because yeah. it's not off use anyway. Like <laughs> anyway, you are going to get a one point one on Mane and Sane. Yeah. Game week one Salah. That's my triple captain. <laughs> and that that's the thing, by the way. I mean, I I, I know a person. I know uh, he's a, f- a friend of friend. He kept a triple captain Salah last yeah. season. Got 20, 20 points mm-hmm. this season. 17 point and he has no doubt in his mind he'll be triple captaining him next season as well, well so <laughs> there we go um just just before we go um i noticed a couple a couple of other players I just wanted to mention say for example rafina uh, barnes and tony um now all of those players have strong potential over the coming weeks and and in particular i think uh, in game week uh, 2 and coming up for game week 3 but some people might want to move on early. So what is your general strategy for a player that's, um, you know, where, where the ownership is really decreasing and people are, people are shedding them, they've had enough after a week or two. When, when do you get rid of a player? Um, after a week, two weeks, four weeks? Do you have a, do you have a threshold when it's, you know, time to go? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's hard to uh, define uh, those rules, but, but in this particular case, definitely Rafina and uh, Barnes were, were uh, disappointing uh, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, Tony, I think he, although he blank, I think he looked good, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, he has a couple of good fixtures coming up. So I think I'm going to hold uh, Tony for a couple of more games mm-hmm. because anyway, there are no other options in that yeah. uh, price bucket anyway. But but for Barnes, I mean that is one of the things that I'm uh, thinking this week. I had decided to save a transfer, and I think I will end up doing that. But there is a case for more moving bands to maybe somebody like uh, our Twitter darling Ben Rama mm-hmm. or uh, maybe even Suchek or uh, maybe uh, changing Rafina to somebody else. But mm-hmm. when I got them in my game week one side, I always thought of uh, Rafina uh, would be good for game week two and three. And I mean, last, even last game. Rafina, he has he had a great chance at the end, and if he puts that away, I mean, yeah. uh, it's all good, right? Even Barnes, he had one good opportunity where Vardy was open, and I, I almost thought, okay, he had to pass it there, and he just went selfish way and <laughs> got himself hauled off for Ianacho. So uh, I'm hoping that um, uh, keeping faith in these two would help because mm-hmm. Rafina has got two good fixtures, Everton. Although like they look good in second half, uh, I think uh, Leeds will come back strong mm-hmm. as as they have done uh, all the time last season, and uh, 
Barnes has Norwich in game week three, and I'm currently planning to give him a chance till that. So, whenever I get a player, I have my game week in mind. Like till that time, I'm going to have this player even if he fails. And for Barnes, it's game week three, and for Rafinha also, it's game week three or okay. maybe a little more for Rafinha. But that's what I have in mind. But again, if if I had seen a player around that price range which really tempted me then i would definitely you know just in in a week but, but uh, it's I could more, just but it's more the eye test that would drive that decision so for example if i saw harvey barnes getting five shots four on target um for the next three weeks but he's still not scoring i'd be tempted to still keep <laughs> but um uh, do, do, do the stats bother you at all? But but at the so, same time, so you're looking at the eye test. These so, shot, uh, shots could be rubbish, for example. If if you remember, same time last season, mm. game week one, plenty of people went with Son and I think Kane. Mm. Everton won one nil, game week one, and I know few people who actually sold Son uh, mm. after their loss to Everton, thinking that okay, Jose Mourinho is not going to you know yeah. uh, do anything with this team. And then the game week two, they beat. They put five past Southampton, yeah. and I think both Son and Kane got twenty pointers. Mm-hmm. So, as much as I, I know that okay, Barnes and Rafinha maybe they didn't do well, and Barnes didn't look particularly good, but when I chose them in my game week what team, it was there was a reason for it, and so I don't think like this is a point where uh, any other player is you know mm. tempting me enough to you know sell Barnes for and. It, it might happen like you know in next mm. couple of game weeks Rafinha and Barnes might catch up to Jota's and Greenwood and and it would all good so yeah, definitely uh, I think just for one game week I, I don't think it's a good strategy okay. just to uh, whatever you have thought in the preseason for three weeks just to change plan based on one game week result I don't think that's a good idea well I mean I think that's a fitting place uh, to, to end because it because it draws on from what you were talking about at the beginning about that sort of anchoring that view even writing it down and then yeah. you can go back and revisit that and just sort of assess you know the information that you've had and and I'll, I'll just put your career history back up again so people can see it um and it's those those last um four or five seasons but definitely the last two or three where where social media and the proliferation of content has been so great i think i think the attitude that you've got um is very wise there to because it sort of grounds um, the opinion and doesn't doesn't get it bogged down with all the all the noise that's going. You can sort of cherry pick the noise and see if that's that fits in and is better or worse than the idea that you originally had. So I think that's quite good. And um, just before we go, is there anything else you wanted to add at all? No, I mean just uh, um, one thing that just uh, enjoyed the game. As I said, like. Uh, uh, I play this game for, you know, take all risk here and there. And if it works out, mm. there's no joy like that. So uh, if you if you find fun in playing this game certain way, uh, don't hesitate. Just go for it. Overall ranks and stuff, maybe nobody would care about it, you know, a few years down the line. So just, just have fun. Great stuff. Well, that's a, a fitting message. Um, Shiva, thanks so much for coming on Meet the Manager. You've been a great guest. It's been fascinating um, hearing about the growth of the game um, around the world um, but also your strategies for success um, uh, good luck everyone listening and watching and Shiva good luck with your game week and another good season let's hope thank you very much Sam to you and thanks for having me